God, you guys. It's Broadway Breakdown. We're back. We're talking Legally Blonde. Don't go too far. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hi everyone, welcome to Broadway Breakdown. Um, I hope you guys all had a great 4th of July and last weekend I took a little break from our show to celebrate our 4th of July <laughs> ourselves. Um, but we are back, we're talking Legally Blonde, we have a full panel, it's so exciting. I am your host, Brianna Phipps, you can find me at bphipps14 on Twitter and Instagram. And hey guys, I'm Ali Nasta, you can find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at Ali Girl. I'm Carla Renata, you can find me at The Curvy Critic on all social media platforms. And I'm 123JackieB on all platforms. So, Legally Blonde the Musical. This was a musical that I was so nervous about when I heard they were making it. Really? Because I love the movie. And I was yeah. like, can it be made into a musical? Oh, or it's perfect for a it musical. It was. But, you know, you just always, is it going to fall in the right hands? And it ended up falling in It could be like The, the right Wedding hands. Singer where they, I just, I hate the musical for The Wedding Singer. It's just terrible. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've only heard the music. It doesn't have any of the music from the movie. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, it has. She's like, no. It no. <laughs> it has Girl Old With You. Oh, oh! It has one original song. I, lo- Congratulations. I actually love that song. <laughs> but what about all the old eighties? Anyway, but this isn't anyway. about that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, I do, I do understand where you have where you have that trepidation, Any, where it's, it's like it's you both. either you either make something really great out of this, or you fuck it up royally. It's exactly. like how they messed up the Wiz. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand. <laughs> the Wiz was a busted movie, but the musical was fantabulous. So mm-hmm. there's that. It's like any time a musical gets made into a movie or a movie gets made into a musical, I always have this like slight, oh God, please let it be good. Honestly, I felt the same way. When I first heard it come out, um, I think it was in high school, um, and we were just, we, we always went on these theater trips. We would go and we would see like at least five musicals at a time, and they're like, you're going to go watch Legally Blonde. And we were like what? That's a musical now? Like, what's going on? How can that even be good? It's going to be so cheesy. And I kid you not, all of us, after watching it, we were, none of us, we were all like, our jaws were dropped the whole time. Oh my gosh, you guys. And like, the theme of this show was like our, like the whole trip we talked about it the whole time. It it shocked us. We all were so amazed by how good it was. I'm that person that I was on Broadway at the time and then I went to see the show. Yeah, she's got this cute thing. I have my legally blessed sweatshirt. I, I had the pants that said, oh my God, but now it just says, oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> my booty cheeks just rolled them off. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, that means they're a good pair of pants if you were. That's true. That's true. And I use them as pajamas. But uh, yeah, I, I went to see that show 10 times and I was in a Broadway show, so that took some doing <laughs> to go see it while I was on Broadway. But this is the reason why I went to sing it. When Laura Bell Bundy sings that opening number and she holds that note, I call it the Effie note because oh, yeah. she holds it forever. I was like, Who? and she does that like three or four times in this musical where exactly. she gets a note forever. Where she holds this note forever. I'm like, I need to know who that is because really, she's singing like Effie. I can't handle her right now. And then the jump rope number. I can't. I don't even, like, I would be on the floor after a minute. That right. jump rope number, I was like, because when I was on Broadway, I was a swing, so I had to know eight different parts. Uh-huh. So when I watched that, every time I watched it, 
all I could think about is that poor swing sitting on stage <laughs> praying that they don't have to go on because seriously, that jump rope number, it was all over the place. There was all different kind of figurations. Yeah, I mean, if you're in that jump rope number, you don't got to go to the gym anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. There's that, but then you also don't want to slap somebody in the face with a jump rope that's when you're right. on either. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, I'm so glad I'm not in that show. <laughs> and that's, but like, that's pretty much the only number that's like a super choreographed number in the show. Like, there's other like smaller choreographed, but. Like so, they were well, like the we're Irish go. dancing number. I mean, they have a whole Irish dancing yeah, line. Yeah, I not feeling that number. I could have <laughs> deal without that number. I was like, what is happening right they now? Were, they were really pushing that Irish. Yeah. <laughs> I think the reason they did it though is because it was. I actually liked that because it's set in Boston, mm-hmm. and so um, you have there's a lot of Irish Catholics. In yeah, Boston. there's a lot yeah. of Irish Catholics in Boston, and in the movie, as much as I, I love um, Jennifer Coolidge, who plays Paulette in the movie. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, you would have no understanding that she was just like a poor town Boston person because she doesn't use an accent. And oh, so that's I, a good point. Yeah, and so I, I liked that reference to like you know these are like the poor town Boston people, and then it was kind of like a little homage to that. So I, I did appreciate. I just liked that it because I'm Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Irish too, but like I, I, I just love singing the the line of like the Irish for nothing and no one. <laughs> we keep fighting till everyone said, "I'm like, yeah, we do." <laughs> That is pure comedy. <laughs> but to your point about Jennifer Coolidge, she it was on this morning on TV, by the way. Uh-huh. Oh. Like the, was it the 16th anniversary or the 20th I, anniversary that just... It's the 20th. 20th. Yeah, it was like on Thursday or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just mm-hmm. past. Yeah, of the, of the movie, not, mm-hmm. the, not the musical. Let's be the clear. movie. <laughs> but it was on this morning, and so of course I had to watch it because yeah. it's like one of my favorite movies. And honey, that scene... <laughs> Where she teaches them the bend and snap. Yes, I can't. It, every time, I feel like it never gets old. <laughs> and she just the way, like her her gestures and the way she acts is just so on point every time. And you just want to be her best friend. That's and like you what love she how does. the random people in the salon are like, "What about this? Yeah. What about this?" <laughs> and that's, I love how they did that scene in the musical too. How they transitioned it. They like had Paula just be like the awkward one, but like having all of her like, "I need to go get my like." She, yeah. Yeah. It just worked. Like they were able to translate this movie so well into right. a musical. Yeah, I think they did. I think they did an excellent job translating the musical version into a film. Ver- yeah, film Stop. version <laughs> into a musical version. Because usually, like we said at the beginning of the conversation, usually when it's done, there's always some element of the the musical or the movie that's mm-hmm. missing, and you're kind of like. That didn't happen. Right. Like, why is that scene there? I do, I do have... There is one pet peeve I have with the musical that I felt like didn't translate from the film is that Elle, even though she, like, follows this guy to college, once... She, or to uh, law Harvard. school. Mm-hmm. To law school. Once she's in law school, she's she seems in the movie to be acting of her own agency after that. She's not like, oh, I have to be in the same class as Warner. Oh, I have to do everything for Warner. You know, that's true. Warner. They didn't do that in the, in the musical. And but so it was more prevalent in the film. Yeah, yeah, and so it really bothered me because you have... I, I know you have to set up the kind of, like, relationship with her and mm-hmm. Emmett, but I really wish she would have asked Emmett for help instead of Emmett being like, well, you suck at everything, so I might as well just camp out in your dorm room and help you out. I was like, wow. Like... <laughs> I mean, rude. That's not how it happened. Yeah. That, I mean, to me, that's how it read. She was crying outside because of being turned down by Warner, and then he comes to comfort her, and then well, he talks he about his own in story. in kind of like a mansplainy kind of way I disagree to comfort with that. her. I, I loved his. It, because in the film, that doesn't, like, 
she does it all on her own. She's she's at the party with Warner, and then um, she's like, Warner, didn't we go to the same school? Like, we right. got into the same school. I should be able to get into this. And she motivates herself to do all that studying. Like, you see her buying the computer and everything and doing all the work. But that's one of the things about Legally Blonde, whether it's the movie or the musical, that I love about the show. It breaks down that stereotype mm-hmm. of... Because I'm pretty and I'm blonde and I'm a soror, which makes me automatically seem like I'm an idiot and stupid. Let me show you how dumb I'm not. I'm going to get into Yale Law School and I'm going to graduate right. and I'm going to marry this lawyer in, at the end of it. So yeah. how about that? It really like puts through that whole thing of like every girl that is grown up thinking like all I need to do is find like a man, get married and whatever. Like that. that's not true that you can if that's what you want but then there's also a lot more to you yeah like if a little girl were to go see this musical now Mm -hmm. if they went to see that then they would walk away from it going oh I could be a lawyer too right I don't I don't have to you know um think that because I'm pretty I can't be smart too it's a a really good lesson that you can do both you can have a career and be pretty and be smart and still like you know (laughs) have it like because they get engaged at the end so you can still have marriage and a career, because a lot of people think you can only have one or the other. Yeah, I mean, this is, that is a really good lesson to walk away with for, for little girls that go see mm-hmm. uh, musical theater. So I really love that about the show. But I just love the show. Yeah, I love so that about the show, too, though, because even today you have women who want to become lawyers, and it, they're still facing... They're still facing that, like, sexism and misogyny that Elle faces where she realizes, oh, he just accepted me into the program because he has a crush on me. Let me tell you something. My sister is a lawyer, and she's a partner at a law firm, and she faces that on a daily basis. So imagine if you're not only a female, but you're a young female, like, she's in her 30s, I think, and she is a partner, and she's black. So she got all of that going against her, and... Her quota um, every year that she has to reach is much higher than her male counterparts. Right. And then there's that. And they're paying her less. And And they're paying her less. Like, we had a whole conversation about the fact that she was getting paid less. And I was strategizing with my sister to try to get her paid more. And it worked. Oh, good! that's That's like the underlying thing of this musical with the end is, like, to have him disregard her because she turns down his sexual advances and... She's just ready to give up and go home, but then she, like, changes her mind. Well, Vivian changes her mind. And it's like, no, there's more to you. You're not just a girl that is this. Which, that that one they did change a little bit from the play because Warner... I don't remember. Did Warner? In the movie... The Vivian sees them in kissing the movie, in the movie, Yeah, right? Viv- yeah. Vivian sees them kiss. Well, they don't really kiss. They don't kiss. He's they don't like kiss. And she movie. just yeah. she puts just his assumes, hand on her yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. She, and Vivian assumes that something more mm-hmm. has transpired. But I think in the musical, they actually they have, have Warner. Exchange. They have Warner see... The exchange, he kisses her, and then she like pushes him away. Warner sees it, and then creates the whole thing. Yeah. You know that that in both incarnations was kind of annoying because it's like, you know, why does that have to happen? Why do we have to have that be a part of the equation? But I guess they needed it in order to move the story forward in the way that they needed it to move, right? In, um, for the purposes of the court case, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that she could take Fire. over, yeah. So that yeah. she could take over the case. Like yeah. I get why they did it, but I wasn't happy. I liked that they changed it to Warner accusing her in the f- musical, though, as opposed to Vivian. Because I liked having Vivian be, you know, what she was against, like against her this whole time. But then she was going to stand up for her at the end because mm-hmm. she's still a woman. 
So I liked that they switched that around for the musical. I like that too because too many times we see uh, TVs or TV or movies or musicals or whatever where women are taking down other women, and then here's one instance where they were enemies at the beginning, but it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah, but Vivian was totally hating on Elle because she was pretty and that she had a relationship with Warner. Mm-hmm. So and she was kind of dowdy looking. She was she right had now. her insecurities and was mm-hmm. putting them off as a bully because yeah, that she was and she was she was totally being a bully. I'm oh like, yeah. Really, Diva, you can't like embrace the <laughs> sister. Like, well, why, why you gotta hate on the sister? <laughs> I know Vivian's character too. I mean, I I love. Um like I, I kind of like that dimension though because you grow to hate her and then all of a sudden you're like mm, you 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 came out good in the movie and you're like okay maybe I can like her but then it kind of gives you that likable character to her which I really enjoyed and it's fun to see that because like you were saying about Elle's character and she goes to this huge character development and I feel like we see that in both cases which is really nice. But with Vivian, I'm like, first of all, you the one walking around with the ring, boo. Yeah, like, yeah. You got the ring. Why you got an attitude? Yeah, that's true. It's You're like, the one because with she's the ring. Because she knows that she just has the ring because of her family and not because of herself. Yeah, that's I know true. this, but I'm going to need you not to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm going to need it's you to be like, better. Whenever I think of Vivian, I feel like my my initial vision of her is the movie version when she's like when she says, like, but you're wearing the ring. She goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is funny. Yes. Her and her. That was so good. That was kind of funny where she just tells her head. I wonder what happened to that actress in the movie. You haven't seen her in anything since. She I, got drunk on a flight and got kicked off. That's what really? happened to her recently. For real? Really? Yes. And then Maybe? Selma Blair apologized and she was like, I was taking a lot of medicine and drinking on a plane and I freaked out and I'm oh. sorry. That's the most recent thing she's been up to, everyone. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had no idea. That's unfortunate. <laughs> but let's talk about the music in this show. Okay. Because the music in the show, I think, is what makes the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It's fun. I love the upbeatness because you have to. You have to have, like, the over-the-top, like, giggly girl. You have to have addictive girl. pop music, yeah. too. It's, a, it's that kind of show where you but need But then they that also, like, that, and then it's such... For me, it's such like a big difference than towards the end when she's gonna go home and she's just belting out this ballad of like, I guess I'll just be legally blonde. Like, mm. I, like the music does so much for me emotionally, like because it's just keeping me up, keeping me up, keeping me up, and then that song hits and I'm like in tears. <laughs> yeah, and it just I gave me goosebumps too. when you said that. <laughs> I felt that too because you 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 go on this ride of it it taking you up and up and up and up and up where you're like yay yay yay, and then she has that moment and you're like oh really oh yeah, <laughs> and you feel kind of like. Knowing even even though you have seen the film, even though you know what the premise is, you know how it's gonna turn out <laughs> for somebody so that are legally blonde heads like we are, even though I'm not blonde and y'all are, but <laughs> that's beside the point. I'm just saying even, even, okay. even I'll, I'll be a um honorary blonde. So but you you know how it's gonna turn out and then but you get sucked into the story. So that's a testament to the people that created the musical. Like I was saying earlier, it's one thing to um, when we were we were talking about another musical that I'm sure we'll talk about later, but we were talking about the fact that you know there's one thing to keep in that lane and keep the 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 original vibe mm-hmm. of the original there without taking so much stuff out of it that it becomes a completely different project. And I think with Legally Blonde, with the music, with the choreography, with the um, book, they did an excellent job with keeping that story intact. Right. It's it's almost exactly the same except yeah. for the whole mansplaining part. It, like it really is. And, and the Irish dancing. And the Irish dancing. <laughs> but I do love the the UPS part 
that they kept in. Like, they kept it almost word for word. I love that, too. I love, I love that they it, kept too. That. Where she, like, hits him in the nose and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, too. I love I've that. got a package. <laughs> <laughs> and the, um, I forget her name. What was her, the chick that played the Paulette in the musical? In these That's with an O. I have it right here. Um, it's or I Orpha is Orpha. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm like I think that's how you say. It. I think that's how how it is. She she's got, actually married to him in real life, isn't she? She's married to someone. I think she's actually married, or was dating the guy that played the. She might have been. I don't know. Um, UPS guy, <laughs> and the, and the UPS guy was also the guy dancing when Elle's studying for her Elle sets. That's a little oh. thing. The like, want, you want to come up because the sun she warm. Like that's yeah. the same guy. But I love the fact that um, I love the fact that. Of all the people that she's attracted to, it's the UPS guy. Right. Because her, her, her world is revolving in this nail salon. She don't get out much. Yeah. <laughs> she don't see that many men. So, but I love the fact that they make But she's the not U- a nail salon in this. I just thought about that. I never even thought about that. She's not she's a, a nail a salon. She's a hair salon. The, <clears throat> in the musical. How yeah. did I never, like, I sing that song on time where she says, like, you know, the number one reason behind all bad hair decisions. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But I, love I like the, just blew my mind. Right I now. love the fact that she's in the salon all day long, so she don't get out much. She doesn't get to see that many men, and that the one person that she sees on a daily basis is this really fine UPS dude. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of love that. I yeah. love that too. I love that too. <laughs> Name so great. And I love the fact that he kind of like is hot for her too. Like he's hot for her, just as hot as she is for him. And then they have the little doggy thing. I love that. The little dogs get along. I just think that's cute. It is fun too because there's so much struggle going on in the show. So it kind of gives you that lighthearted piece that you kind of in a, in a second forget about what's going on in the drama and you just focus in on this couple. And they're both just like so cutesy towards each other and it's just you feel related to them and it's so great. I also love that we get the dogs in the musical. Yeah. I do too. And then I they do don't too. they don't like, you know, have like a random little stuffed animal like they actually had train talks yeah. I love that yeah, I love I, when I, the little doggy comes running out he's so cute I, <laughs> I love it when, when they have real train dogs and just, then, then Paulette's dog but she just all he has to do is lay there yeah. <laughs> I know he's just like Ugh, with his tongue hanging out the side it was he's cute. like whatever I'm getting paid <laughs> <laughs> it's cute I love it um, let's talk about Christian Borle because we did t- I mean we touched on him I have that, such but- a crush on him in this He's really? like nerdy cute, and I'm living for the nerdy cuteness. I'm trying to remember. Even though he's if a mansplainer, first I still have a crush. You're saw hilarious. him, or if I it was Spam a lot. I can't. Which I can't remember which one he did first. If it was Spam a lot or this one. I think it was. It was this? legally blonde. It was first. legally blonde first. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I remember having a thing where like, wait, that's the same person. That's completely different roles. He's amazing, <laughs> but I love him in this. Like he's just like the right amount of nerdy, but also is smart. But also is like the guy that you could, you could totally see him going through law school and no one giving two shits about him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> him being like the guy that wasn't cool, didn't have friends, didn't go to parties. Like I feel like he says this whole story of like I didn't do any of this. It's like, were you invited? Oh no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> oh, and spoiler alert: you know him and Laura Bill Bundy used to date. Yeah, I do know ah. that he used to date. Look at her; she's like, <gasps> that is really? so great. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. He dated a lot of Broadway girls. He dated Sutton Foster. Ah. Uh. Love Sutton. Yeah, that Christian. Yeah. But I, I love it when... See, he, people like nerdy like, cuteness. Oh, they definitely... That's like Adam Brody for Seth Cohen. Okay, no. See? It's oh, not sorry. Adam Brody. She's like, okay, Br- no. no. Sorry, just <laughs> shut down. <laughs> My bad. That was hilarious. She was like, yeah, no, we're not going there. <laughs> no, because I think Adam Brody is like... 
he's like heartthrobby cute. I don't know, but this is that's this is a side. Yeah, so sorry. So I was just saying because I love it when in real life character like you're watching characters on TV or whether it be Broadway or whatever, and they have some sort of relation afterwards because it makes it so much more realistic and it gives you hope. Like, oh my gosh, they really are. It well, just they got, had chemistry. Yeah. I mean, when you're watching it, you're like, these people have some real chemistry. Right. Okay, but can I just say a sidebar? You are giving me Marsha Brady right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are totally giving me Marsha Brady. Does that make me Jan? Yeah, no, Marsha. <laughs> Wait, that makes me Cindy. <laughs> um, well, no, but if the ponytail fit. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, but I, I like I do love because right I loved Emmett in the movie, and we don't get to see love Emmett, so I do like that. Regardless of how it was brought upon, that we get him, and that they also do stuff for each other. So he helps her out, and then she gives him the fashion course because "Take It Like a Man" is also one of my favorite scenes to watch. Yes, <laughs> I think the way the way they segue from one musical another number, one musical number to another was seamless yeah. the way they did it, and it totally coincided with the with the script because sometimes <laughs> sometimes in musical theater they'll be talking 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 and then all of a sudden a song will come up and you'll be like wait, wait a minute <laughs> why is that happening where did that why, come from why are you singing yeah. right now why are you singing right now what, why is what is that song like so that never I don't feel like that well yeah there's one moment where I feel like that happens and that's with the Irish thing but you know that's just me y'all love the Irish thing I was like <laughs> not so much but for the most part I really I really love the musical, as yeah. you can tell. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree because it, it the, about the seamless part. Because for you know when Even you're going the set to see pieces, it, it's like, like the way the set pieces move as they're singing, as things are happening. I like set production is one of the things that I I always look at when you're seeing them. Just kind of the way that everything flows together, you're just like, how did they think about that or put it together? It's well, that's, so that's why I love that they taped it, the MTV one that they taped. Um, because we got to see all that behind yeah. the stuff, right. seeing stuff like we got to see how she changed the dress so fast. Like I think, like you know, there's that mystical magic of Broadway when people do these fast changes. And you're like, how the hell did yeah. they do that? And so being able to kind of see, like, oh, this is its magnets and it's this and that. Like it's cool. It's like watching a movie and watching the um, commentary from the director yes. at the same time. Yeah, I love it's that. It's kind of like it's kind of like watching a magician do his tricks, right. and then you're given like the backstory or the secret to what makes the mm-hmm. trick work is kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing. Plus, I always love when they film Broadway shows and put them out because there are so many parts of the country where people don't get, get the get chance there. to see mm-hmm. it. Um, or people that just don't have the money to go see it. Like they're now, expensive. they're expensive. Yeah. Oh my gosh, They're yeah. like over $100 just to see one Broadway show. And the touring shows are expensive. Like, they're not they're as expensive as the Broadway shows. Too. Depending yeah. on the show, yeah, like... Or, Hamilton you know... like, at lowest, two. the touring cast is $200 at lowest. Yeah. That's the lowest Unless you price. get the raffle. And Unless you, get to you do are $10. part of the raffle. Like, I know the Hamilton tickets are off the charts. And when I was in The Lion King here, our tickets were almost $200 a pop. Of course. They were like $175 a pop. Oh like, for, for a touring show that hasn't been redone on Broadway recently, you can maybe get away with, on Gold Star or something, paying $30, $40. But even $30, $40 for a show, like, for some people, that's a lot of money. Right. It is. Well, I, and I think that's cheap. Yeah, I they think the cheapest. Gold Star in New York. Yeah, I didn't see that. I think <laughs> the cheapest saying. that I've I love gotten, Gold Star. I know. StubHub. All those places. Yeah, StubHub is good. I think the cheapest I found it was like $70, which is still, when you, by the time taxes, fees, if you buy any food or anything there, it's it's pricey. It's or if it's you, yeah, if you want if you want a sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the CD, which I. If you I, want a park. Yeah. Oh my gosh, parking's $20 alone. Oh no, girl, you gotta find them parking spots. That's why you get there two hours early. Yeah. Drive no. around Hollywood. I just take the train. 
That's oh, smart. And then there's that. Yeah. You just park in, because the, uh, here in LA, the, um, it's right, across, right the across the street from the Pantages. Yeah. That's true. That so you just park in the North Hollywood the lot. You take now, if down. you're going downtown to like the music center, that's a whole different thing. I wouldn't be mm-hmm. taking, I took the train down there once and that was just like way too many things. It took yeah. too long to get there. Once you got off the train, you had to walk to. I'm like, yeah. So no with what? all I will of these drive conditions, and spend that $12. Like, mm-hmm. with all yeah. these conditions, like when they yeah. film stuff like this and put it up, like um, also uh, falsettos next mm-hmm. week, I believe is going to be in theaters mm-hmm. in certain theaters and stuff. But it's like a movie tickets a lot cheaper than going to see a Broadway show. So it's, it is. I love when they do that for people because it is so hard. And there's so many shows I want to see, and I'm like, I can't afford to go see all these shows. Right. Even when they're coming through, I'm like, okay, what are my top maybe two or three that I want to see this That's year. That's a lot. Yeah, when I, whenever I go to New York, I, I write down my whole list of, of what I'd like to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I go and I see what's on TKTS. <laughs> and then I say, okay, who do I know at the show? <laughs> and then I go, okay, who do I know that's in the lighting booth? <laughs> like, I have a whole series of That's eliminations that I deal with though. before I do it but I usually end up seeing I usually end up only having time to see two Yeah. so I usually have to narrow it down to two shows that I see and I, I'm lucky that every time I go I usually pick the right two <laughs> even yeah. when I was in, in um, London and I was on the West End it was like between Matilda and um, oh, I see uh, Billy Elliot and I was like well Billy Elliot's been out for a while Yeah. Matilda just came out Yeah. these are a lot cheaper I haven't seen either. I want to see both. We'll go see Billy Elliot this time. We'll wait yeah. a couple of years for Matilda. Yeah. yeah. So going back to Legally yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Bonds, I love how she proposes to him at the end. Because in the beginning, she's doing this whole, like, I'm anticipating getting proposed to. And finally, because she's taking control of her life, it's she's picking the person that she wants to We do to a 360. Yeah. Yeah, which is also different from the movie. Because in the movie, you never actually see the proposal. Right. It's just on the screen. Right. Says that she gets proposed to tonight. So you never really see that unfold. So to see it unfold on stage was kind of cool. And me yeah. and Jackie have talked about this on other shows. But both of us are a very big fan of bookends. Um so yeah, I love that it love ends that. with the same kind of song that it begins with. Yeah. <laughs> and love we love we love you guys instead of we I'm just saying. <laughs> I a agree. Smart thing. It's a smart thing. <laughs> it's totally a smart thing. Because it night it wraps it all up into a nice little pink. Bow. You do your nice yeah. little yeah. roller coaster. You feel like you've come full back. circle. Yeah. Well, I, and because you love like I loved that opening piece and that number, so you're kind of waiting, you're like, I don't want it to be over. I want to hear that again. So it's really nice that it kind of is like it gives you that little little yeah. fun tip. Yeah, yeah, totally resurfaced. And I love um, the Delta News in the musical. I love that they have them, like, be her little, like, ghost angels mm-hmm. guiding her through yeah. everything. Yeah, that was cool. Because, you know, it is, like, they don't have a huge part in the movie, so I love, like, when they give people that maybe have, like, a tiny part, like, let's bring you back in some right. way. Let's <laughs> well, I mean, you're already paying actresses who can sing and dance, and to have them just, like, in the movie, have them just come in at the end, that would be a disservice. To the... They do it all the time in musicals, I know. So they do it all I know. the time. But it makes it makes me feel better that I'm like, ah, you're using people who can actually, like, sing I and dance. I also love watching this musical and picking out how many people, whether it be Adult new or who played L who also played Glinda. Oh, oh. There's a lot of them. Look at you. Good cross-reference there. <laughs> There's a lot of them. If you can if you can sing Elle Woods, you can sing Glinda, because you already have the energy part going oh, for that's you. that's very true. true. Yeah, that's that's true. very true. Galinda. Galinda. <laughs> Depending on which part of Wicked We're doing in. Wicked in, uh, future, in, in the future on in this. In a few weeks, in yeah. In a few weeks. I watched that over at winter break, and I was just, like, obsessed with it. And I still am, been, like, binge listening to the music. Wicked. Yeah. Um... And I do have a clip here that I want to play. They Yay! don't. It wasn't nominated for a best musical for Tony, so we don't have a Tony's clip. Um, but I just 
grabbed something from the MTV recorded show because I got the whole show. So I did my favorite song, which is so much better. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite song. And we're going to watch that, and then I'll talk Yay. about the Tony Awards after we watch this clip for a minute. Yay! And this is like Laura Bell Bundy at her best in this song. Everything and it's about so romantical. It's Look at her, she loves you 12. I know, like she's so cute. <laughs> you would love me again. You've come to respect my mind, and at last you'd find you could love me again. She's able to emote so much and in her singing. She's been acting since she was I like, know. she was in Jumanji. <laughs> she was in. Uh, Ruthless, the musical, which is kind of like the bad scene. Sing it, girl. I know. And she does this whole musical in heels, <laughs> the entire thing. She wears heels every day, all day long. Well, as someone who doesn't, I'm You're like props. in awe. It's impressive. <laughs> I love this part. My best was not working with you. But it looks like I found a cure and I so look forward to working with you. What? Working with who? Hey, remember when we spent spring break in the hot tub every night? <laughs> love the costume like she stands out so much yeah. because of the, the contrast of bright to the mild colors she's what you prefer but hey last year i was her maybe you will change your mind but you might look up to find i found out a better thing better job to figuring i don't have the time to cry i'm too busy loving my name <laughs> spin girl yeah <laughs> I love the people who play her parents too. They're just adorable. It's about the key changes. It's a fun fact when it was in San Francisco and she kicked the shoe came off and went into the crowd oh, and went towards. Oh my god! There's a clip of it online. Hey, that's a great souvenir for someone. I yeah. Got the shoe. <laughs> I wonder if someone's like, "Can I have that back, please?" Here comes that note. <laughs> that note. Oh, like, so cute. Not only is this role so demanding, physically and vocally. But, like, she's pretty much on stage almost the entire mm -hmm. time. There's only a couple scenes where she's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So yeah. she doesn't even get like that much of a break in between these like right. belts and dancing. But she's a tough cookie. Laura Bell Bundy, the person, mm-hmm. is one of the toughest, most generous, kindest, funniest, craziest people I've ever met in my mm-hmm. entire life. And she's a really good friend of yeah. mine. I love her. Mm-hmm. And we have such a great time. And she, like I met her when she, she's been in the studio before um, for different things um, for After Buzz. And I got the chance to meet her. And she is so nice like like you said like you know sometimes you always like are afraid of meeting people that you love because you're like are they gonna be me yeah. she's so nice she's really sweet she's really sweet when we were on we bonded at Heart of Dixie because we were saying before that we were on Heart of Dixie so um we were on Heart of Dixie together and I found out that she had joined the cast and I'm like ooh please let me be in the makeup trailer with her one day please, 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 please. <laughs> and I walked in one morning and she was sitting there and I was like so, your name is Laura Bell Bundy? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm Carla Renata. I saw you in Legally Blind. You were fierce. And she's like, really? I'm like, girl, I saw it ten times. Hello. Aww. And we totally bonded over that. Yeah. And then we also bonded over horse racing. Because <laughs> we go to the Breeders' Cup every year. Nice. <laughs> but I, she's... She's really wonderful, and she's really, really talented. And they had her singing on Heart of Dixie a lot. Yeah. She sang on Heart of Dixie a lot. Yeah, because they did the cabaret thing. I mean, if you have someone that can that. sing, why not? Why not write right. that in? Yeah. Might as well. A lot of people in Heart of Dixie could sing. It was <laughs> The thing about Heart of Dixie that was hilarious is that, like a musical, we would just spontaneously break into song. Yeah. It was like the small town in Alabama that was multicultural where people would just break into song. <laughs> I, That's awesome. It was such a good show. She did such a phenomenal job in that, too. Well, and it you was, can, I mean, obviously, she's rewarded for it. She got nominated for Best Feature Actress. I mean, I would I would have given her the Tony just for the amount of work that, that this show right. did. Who won? Who won? I'm trying. It was 2007. I can't remember who won. I should have looked that up before. I can look mm-hmm. it up if we need to. Um, but she was nominated. Christian Borles nominated. The it was best original book and score was nominated. It didn't win anything, which I was like stunned no, by that it, it didn't, didn't win anything. It had a nice little run though, despite the fact that it it didn't um, win any Tonys. Which a lot of times, if a show doesn't win a Tony, it usually closes right away. It usually doesn't stay open very long. But I'm like. Okay. Legal. But Legally Blonde was a good show. Yeah. Like, if it sucked, if there was any element of it that really, 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 really sucked, it would have closed. And that w- it would have been a wrap. But it was a good show, and it had a huge following, mostly because, like us on the panel, a lot of people really love that movie. So it, right. it had a nice, long life Yeah, I Broadway. mean, when you have a, a movie, unless you're Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> that is popular, you can be sure that people will go see the well, in that instance, people were injuring their actors several times. Also, over. it took them so long from when they announced it to when it actually finally came out. Everyone yeah. was like, I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, Bono. Oh, but no. I do feel like there there are so many musicals that I love that, you know, they're nominated for a couple Tonys here or there. But I, I feel like the Tonys, you know, like any other award show, they're very political and they, they want to look for something that's giving some sort of message that that whatever that year that message is that they right. want to get behind. Well, okay, so I asked who had won the Best Actress uh, in 2007. It was Christine Ebersol for Grey Gardens. Are you guys familiar with Grey Gardens? Yep. I've never her. seen the show, but I've seen the movie. I saw the musical, and let me tell you something. I was like, if Christine Ebersol don't win this Tony, I'm going to have an attitude. Okay. No. So, <laughs> because Christine Ebersol was crazy as hell in that musical, but her, what she... Like Laura Bell Bundy's role in Legally Blonde, she also is on stage the whole entire time. And vocal in that part was extremely 
vocally demanding. Mm-hmm. So it, that was a rough year that year, I think, um, in well, terms of Well, in my mind, Laura Bowen gets an honorary Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Yeah, so Laura Bobundi, Christian Borle, and Orpha were all nominated yeah. for Tonys. Uh, best choreography as well. Right? No, not the musical. Uh, oh. Best book of a musical, but not oh, okay. the musical itself. And Jerry Mitchell got nominated for the choreography. Yes, for the choreography, and then it got nominated also for best costume design. The costumes were off the point. Yeah, the they costumes were, nice. were wonderful. They were really nice. I like the costumes for this show. They were they were. I perfect. wanted that pants, the little skirt suit she had when she becomes the lawyer lawyer her oh, that was cute right? <laughs> that was cute I wanted that I liked I liked that they took the, the pink outfit that she wears into the courtroom in the end and they replicated it exactly and they have her wearing like you know the navy blue throughout and then finally she's like no I'm gonna do this my way and I'm gonna wear go the pink. in wear, wear you know what pink. I do want to mention we haven't mentioned it yet but the there right there scene with the two gay gay guys. Oh the my court. gosh, I yes. love that. that I good. love that they made that song gay or European. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was kind of comical. I it was that. hilarious. Yeah. It was very comical. I kind of love them. For well, because it was like, that's such like, I mean, it is a big part of the movie. I mean, it's her uncovering a lot uh, about the lying that's going on. But to like have it and be like, you know what, let's make it its own musical number. Let's add some like flair into this. Like, let's take the serious note down a second and bring some comedy in. That's a really smart choice because especially with musicals and stuff, when you're doing a, one that's not like a, a Les Mis or a Sweeney Todd where it's like so serious all the time and you have to keep pe- bringing people. Well, Legally Blonde is a comedy. That's like I see it as a comedy. And it so it's is. like that, that scene in the courtroom um, where he's taught, you know, they have funny lines that they don't use in the musical, which they chur- turn into instead a great musical number. Like they, they don't have the line about her wearing the um, last year's Prada or whatever yeah. it is. So, but but so don't they you turn. On top of that? Yeah, but so but still, like they make they make it their own. They make it their own funny thing, which which was wonderful yeah. to me. And that's what I'm saying. Is when you have a comedy, you can't bring it down for a Too very much. long time. You yeah. have to, it has to keep come back coming up. back up. Another thing I love about Legally Blonde the musical is that everybody had their moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. It didn't focus on like three people or four people for the entire musical. Defendant Snap became not her, but the Delta News. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everybody had their moment to shine. And so it wasn't a situation like you were saying earlier where you know, you've know you got all these majorly talented people because what you have to do to get in a Broadway show, the paces that you have to go through just to get cast is ridiculous. Right. And then you get there and then you have like one line here or one line of a song here or, you know, you're like third from the back in the choreography, like that kind of thing. It's kind of, it can be disconcerting but it's also exciting that you're in a Broadway musical. But Legally Blonde did a really excellent job of making sure that everybody had a moment to shine, that everybody had their moment where you knew who this person was, you knew who that person was, that, like you were saying mm-hmm. about the, the gay number. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was pure comedy at its best. Mm-hmm. So they had their moment to shine, whereas that, if that had been any other musical, they may not have had that opportunity. It's a good point. It's a great point. Yeah, I mean, it's a great musical. You guys should definitely... Go see it if you ever get the chance. If it's ever coming through town, if you're ever in a t- in New York and it's on Broadway, definitely a show that you should give a chance to. Um, I'm going to end it there on that talk because we are running a little bit low on time because I want to get to some of our theater news because we had some big news come out about Aladdin, the live musical. We have our top three cast members' names released. Um, we have Mena Mossad playing... Uh, Aladdin, Naomi Scott playing Jasmine, and Will Smith playing the genie. Um, okay. <laughs> well, there's some stunt casting there, but, Okay, you know. so let me just talk about Will Smith for two seconds. I think Will Smith is really funny. 
I think nobody can really replace Robin no, Williams yeah. as a genie. Like, I'm sorry. Even we're all going to have a... Even right. if he were living, you would still be like, but it was Robin Williams. Right. So I feel like there's always going to be looming. But if you were going to get somebody that could be funny and off the cuff and not have it be forced or contrived, he's the person for it, I, I think. Um and to go in a different direction and just make it somebody that you wouldn't think it's going to be. I hope it works out. Right. It may not, mm-hmm. but I hope it works out. Yeah, I mean, we never know until the film actually comes out. Sometimes we have our reservations that ends up being great. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have our reservations that ends up being not so great. Like Les right. Mis. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. That was my inside. <laughs> I was thinking of Beauty and the Beast, but okay. <laughs> the only thing I just don't want them to do is put him in some parachute pants. And like, give him the fresh Prince of Bel Air haircut again, and like, Girl, just you know make they him. Are. The <laughs> you know they're gonna put him in some parachute pants. You know that's gonna happen. Yeah. He's a genie. No, I mean, no, but I just don't want them to make him like the fresh Prince of Bel Air '90s Will Smith come just be pretend to be the genie. <laughs> now you know if you thought about that, you know somebody else did. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm just saying. That's true. Somebody else is sitting right now, going, "Ooh," and then we could do this, and then we could do that, and Will Smith is sitting somewhere going, "Oh yeah, no." <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> But I like to I like to try to keep my mind like I, I have my like my concerns and stuff. But I try to keep my mind open until I see a show. Mm-hmm. You know, Mamma Mia too. Like I had my negative things about that, but that's because the first one already came out, so I'm allowed to have my negative thoughts because well, I've already seen using, it once. Well, uh, presumably they're using the same cast for the second yeah, one. Yeah, they are. Yeah, which so, is a problem. So that's but why anyway. that's why I'm I'm already I'm already on the negative train. I'm just but gonna like, put my head down with my I, pink nails. <laughs> But like we said, we've said it time and time again on this show, no matter how negative we get about anything that's upcoming, we're going to go see it. We are going to go see so, it. So, like, yeah, curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. Right, yeah, go exactly. check it out. It's like, come on now. Exactly. So they can, like, they're not too mad at us for being, like, a little concerned or anything because they're like, they're buying tickets still, so whatever. <laughs> and then there's that. I will say, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited about too. We were talking about it before the show started, and I was actually listening to Abbott in the car on the way here, and I was just thinking how excited I was, because I just saw that news recently. Um, so I'm kind of, I mean, I didn't have too many concerns with the first one, though. But I, I, I love Pierce Brosnan, but I don't ever need to hear him say no. <laughs> If they make, he can if something happens Bond. and he has he laryngitis for the second film, I'm on board. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to hear him say again. Um, I really don't. Men of Assad <laughs> is known from Amazon's Jack Ryan television series, and uh, Naomi Scott was in the new Power Rangers film and was also in Disney Channel's original movie Lemonade Mouth. Ah. Which I've never heard of. And that's a weird it name. That's a weird title. It was a sitcom and it lasted like two seconds. I don't think it, I think it may have done two seasons. Maybe. Oh, I thought that was the movie. Didn't they, didn't they do a Lemonade movie? There was a di- it was a different project. Lemonade Mouth was literally a sitcom. Oh, okay. And we all know what Will Smith's done. I don't need to tell yeah. you. Yeah. No. <laughs> and yeah, then there's that. He's a twice Oscar nominated actor, and I don't think he ever got nominated for the Fresh Prince, which is understandable because he was. Do you ever hear the story about him on Fresh Prince when he first started? He was such a novice at acting that he would memorize the whole script. And when, if you watch some early episodes... I think watched, I did hear about this. If you watch early episodes of the Fresh Prince of Bella, you can see him mouthing the words <laughs> of other people when they're talking. Really? Straight up. Oh my gosh, I need to go back and watch that. That's so You can't make this up. So to him to go from that yeah. to being nominated for an Oscar twice, I'm like, yo, you got my respect. Yeah. That's, that's that took some doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of Mamma Mia 2, they did announce who's playing Meryl Streep's younger version of herself because I guess in the sequel we will go into the past. Oh, that's oh. exciting. <laughs> so who's playing her? Lily James will be appearing as young Donna. Um, I'm trying to see, she was in Baby Driver, 
So. Oh, I love her. Oh, did y'all see Baby Driver? I haven't yet. I haven't oh. seen. I've heard so it's great, but I haven't seen it's it yet. It's kind of fantabulous. Yeah. It's really good. I need to go watch it. It's better than you think it's going to be. Ooh. Yeah. She was great in that. Yeah, so she will be Ooh, playing be Young exciting. Meryl Streep. I just, I feel like any actress, like, having to play Young Meryl Streep, I would just be so nervous. I'd be like, oh my right. God, you're amazing. But you know what? If anybody could do it, Lily James could pull it off, because she's a really, really great actress. She's really That's good. Exciting. It's good. I have random. I I went to see um, Jacques Brel is alive and well and living in Paris, at the Odyssey Theater, which is here in Los Angeles. Um, it was a really really good performance. I laughed. I cried. So it's going. It's running until I think the end of or the beginning of August. So if you get a chance, check it out. To go check that out. Okay. Um, does anyone else have any news or anything they want to talk about really quick before we wrap this up? We're doing You're in Town next week. We are doing You're in Town next week. Ooh. <laughs> haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one either. It's the most ridiculous, but amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I need to check it out then. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> to give you a little preference for next week, it's about a town where water is, or a world where water is so scarce because the droughts and stuff that they have to ration water. Oh. And so to pee, you have to pay in a public restroom to go to the bathroom. And if you pee in, um, like, in the wilderness and you're caught, um, or you're caught like doing something else, then they can arrest you and send you to your town. Wow. Oh! <laughs> I was thinking, like, you are in town. Oh, no. Oh, but no. you're in you're town. Like, okay. You're in town. Good, <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, Sutton Foster's <laughs> brother, I'm blanking on his first name right Hunter. now. Hunter. Hunter Foster played uh, the lead in it on Broadway. So we will talk about that next week. We will see you guys all then. You can find me at bfips14 on Twitter and Instagram. And where can they find you, lovely ladies? You can find me on Twitter at Ali Nasta and on Instagram at Ali Girl. I am at The Curvy Critic across all social media platforms. I'm 123 Jackie B on all platforms. And we will see you guys all next week. Have a great one. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.